Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, here we are into the doldrums of February now that Mardi Gras is over, Valentine's Day is over, St. Patrick's Day is more than a month away. Thursday, February 15th, and let me tell you what the weather is going to do today just so you can be prepared for all of that. Highs today of about 70 degrees, so it's going to feel nice and spring-like, mix of sun and clouds. And then moving ahead to the weekend, um, 64 for a high tomorrow. Rain moves in later in the day, hangs around till Saturday morning, and then it turns windy and cold. High Saturday, only a 49, partly cloudy with the wind, can feel colder than that. Chilly Sunday as well, sunny with highs of 52, then it warms up early into next week. So maybe you've been following what's going on in Washington with Alejandro Mayorkas. Maybe you haven't. Andrew Arthur joins us now, a resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies to help kind of walk us through it all. How you doing, Arthur? Good morning. Andrew, rather good morning. Hey, I'm doing fine, Tommy. As you know, my friends call me Art, so you're welcome to call me that too. What's your middle name? Riser. Oh, I thought you might have had an A in the middle there too. It would have been like triple A. Yeah, then people be calling me every time they break down. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? That's why I like you, Art. That's the way you think. And you're going to go far with Tucker Industries with that kind of thinking. Let me tell you, your future is very bright with Tucker Industries, my friend. Let's talk about Excellent. Put me, put me in the mailroom. Yeah, let's talk. Well, you got to start somewhere. Let's um, let's talk about this, these impeachment hearings. And let's let's first of all talk about the process before we get to the players and what's actually going on here. Um, the House tried this last week, didn't have the votes. They got, it got through this week. Tell me about impeaching a member of the president's cabinet in general, and then we'll get to the specifics here. Well, we got to go back a little bit because okay. it hasn't happened since 1876. William Belknap was the uh, last uh, cabinet officer that was impeached. It was that long ago. But here's how all of this got set up, Tommy. A number of states, Louisiana has been included, uh, have gone to federal court to try to force the Biden administration to do things that would enforce the border, bring back, remain in Mexico, not release people into the United States, that sort of thing, a variety of things. And also to shut down some of these legal parole programs that President Biden has set up. You know, repeatedly, the Supreme Court uh, has said, you know, what you're looking for isn't in the courts. You need to go to the political branches of the government to uh, get the border security or to you know, get these things done if you want them done. That came down to a case uh, last summer called Texas versus United States, which was over the release of criminal aliens into the United States. 
And during the course of the oral argument, Matt, Justice Kavanaugh got into a discussion with the Solicitor General of the United States, a woman named Elizabeth Prelogar. And Kavanaugh said, you know, look, I understand what you're saying. The, you know, these people can't come into court. But that doesn't really leave anything else except for some extreme measures like impeachment or shutting down the government. Well, Prelogar never really responded to that. She, you know, was sort of like, well, that would have to be, you know, a complete abandonment of all enforcement whatsoever. When the decision came out, Kavanaugh wrote it. He never mentions impeachment. But Samuel Alito, in dissent, says, look, you know, the only thing that's going to be available to, you know, anybody to stop this is going to be either shutting down the government or impeachment. And members of Congress, particularly the Homeland Security Committee, Dr. Mark Green, who's the chairman, you know, took that to heart. You know, again, nobody wants to see the federal government shut down. If we if they want to actually force the changes that they want, they took it from uh, Justice Alito's dissent and they filed articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. They were reported out of the House Homeland Security Committee. They had a number of hearings. And they were reported out on February 3rd. They were sent to the floor of the House on February the 6th. But Majority Leader Steve Scalise, a, a good uh, Louisianan, uh, was not present. He was receiving medical treatment. That vote went uh, was tied, and then Blakemore, who's a member of leadership, switched his vote uh, to vote against it. That allowed Moore to then offer a motion to reconsider, which was tabled. Uh Majority Leader Scalise comes back. They now have the sufficient votes. They brought it to the floor the other night, and by one vote, Alejandro Mayorkas became the first cabinet secretary since 1876 to be impeached. It'll now go over to the Senate, and it's up to Chuck Schumer what to do with that, whether he's going to hold a trial in the Senate or whether he's just going to sit on the impeachment. What, I was going to ask you that. What does the Senate have to do constitutionally once they receive these articles of impeachment? Yeah, they don't have to do anything. Um, you know, the Senate is probably the most egalitarian body in the United States. Any one person could shut it down. But one person controls it, and that one person is the majority leader. Right now, the majority leader is Charles Schumer of New York, Democrat, strong ally of the president. And he can uh, do a legislative maneuver we call tabling. He can just, you know, simply say, we got it. Thank you for sending this over and then not do anything with it. If it's politically expedient to Chuck Schumer, and Chuck Schumer only does things that are politically expedient, he'll actually hold a hearing uh, on that. The Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice uh, John Roberts would come over and would preside over uh, a hearing in the Senate. All 100 senators would be sworn in as jurors, and uh, both sides would offer evidence as to whether or not Secretary Mayorkas is guilty of the two things that uh, he's been alleged of. There are two or charged charged with. One is breaching the public trust, and one is failure to do his duty. It's a lot more complicated than that, but that's really what it is. The breaching the public trust is when you know Mayorkas goes to Congress and says the border's secure, you know, uh, everything's fine, and the. Um, the duty part has to do with his, you know, failure to comply with congressional mandates, including one in the Secure Fence Act of 2006, which Senator Joe Biden, Senator Barack Obama, and Senator Hillary Clinton all voted for. 
that requires uh, the secretary to obtain operational control of the southwest border, and that is defined in that act as preventing the the, um, entry of aliens illegally into the United States. Well, let's face it. They all do what's politically expedient, and there is a lot of duty involved. So let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about the situation at the border because I'm just an average guy. Sure, I'm the chairman of the board, CEO of Tuck Peck and Tucker Industries, LLC, but I'm I'm just looking at this border thing, and it's kind of like the house is burning down, and we're arguing about, well, we need more fire trucks, or no, it'd be better to use a bucket brigade or whatever. Meanwhile, the house is just burning. Nobody's doing anything. That's my view of it. Andrew Arthur, our guest, resident fellow in law and policy for the Center of Immigration Studies. His friends call him Art, so you know what? We'll call him Art as well. 621 Traffic Now, WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas now it goes to the Senate, and Chuck Schumer has to decide what he's going to do with it over there. Um, Arthur, you know, uh, Andrew, Art, okay, let's leave it at Art. Um, I made the analogy earlier to we keep hearing about a crisis at the border. God knows who's coming across from what country, what they're up to, where they're going, what they're going to do. But yet, I got to tell you, just as an average guy, it seems like the house is burning and everybody's quibbling over, well, should we use a hose? Should we use a bucket brigade? What about that truck? No, we don't have enough trucks. Let's hold out till we get this. Meanwhile, the house is burning down. I, I don't. I don't understand really what's going on. Can you walk me through this, please? Sure, I, I, I can. The House of Representatives has passed something called H.R. 2, which would force Joe Biden to enforce the law. You know, there was a Senate bill uh, last week. It almost seems like a month ago. But, yeah, last week that would have made some uh, cosmetic changes but would have done anything to fix the border. But underlying all of this is the fact that, you know, Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, they already have all the tools in their toolbox to secure the southwest border. And I say that, you know, I could go through all the tools that they have. But we know that not only President Trump secured the border, President Obama secured the border. In fact, President Obama did probably the best job of securing the southwest border of anybody I've ever seen. Who was that? You know, that 
President Obama. Yeah, I want you to say that again, just for people to understand that. Go ahead. Barack Obama probably did the best job of securing the southwest border of any president I've ever seen. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted people to know that it's not always through a partisan lens. Go ahead. No, it's not through a partisan lens at all. In fact, uh, the reason that we have the border crisis today is because, you know, Joe Biden stopped doing all the things not only Donald Trump did, but that Barack Obama did. Uh, Obama was a big believer in using detention in order to stop people from coming into the United States, not just, you know, single adults or adult males. In 2014, he was faced with a huge influx of families and children, and he responded by detaining them. He realized that if you allow people into the United States uh, and you know, if they enter illegally and you let them go, they're just going to keep coming. Uh, and, you know, so he used a very measured response. He also did a huge PR uh, campaign throughout Central America. He listed the uh, first ladies of the Central American countries to, you know, talk to parents about not sending their kids here. In fact, so, he sent Joe Biden to Guatemala City in 2014 for that. Purpose. Let me jump to the politics real quick because we got 90 seconds left, Art, and, and it's this. If the, the people are saying, the political talking heads are saying, you know what, the Republicans don't want to do anything about immigration. They want to run on this. Well, if it's going to help them, then why wouldn't the Democrats want to do something about it if it's going to hurt them? That is a disconnect that makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, and this has gone you know, two steps beyond all rational discussion. House Republicans have a bill, you know, H.R. 2, they really like. But I think that, you know, Speaker Johnson and, you know, most of the big uh, members would actually be willing to, you know, take parts of H.R. 2 if the president would actually secure the border. Not only, you know, hasn't that happened, Democrats won't even talk about any part of H.R. 2, but yesterday the Washington Post revealed that DHS is going to start releasing migrants because it's running out of money. That's where we are today. So um, what did you say? I think you nailed it when you said it's gone two steps beyond rational conversation. Is that what you said? Yeah, we're no longer talking about solutions. Now we're simply talking about the politics. And, you know, once you get to that point, who's to blame for the defeat of the Senate bill? Uh, You know, why won't the president do anything? We're no longer talking about solutions. We've now moved into the political stage. It's two steps beyond any real solutions. We're not talking about the policies. We're not talking about the merits. We're just talking about who's to blame. I agree with you. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate your time. Andrew Arthur, resident fellow of law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies. We'll make our weekly visit with Mike Strain, agricultural commissioner, when we come back. Right now, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Dave Cohen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 